2: Right rug flooring.
0: It's Thursday, July 23rd. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Congress continues to debate what to do about enhanced jobless benefits that are set to expire at the end of next week. Some 25 million Americans are set to lose an extra $600 a week that were given out to help keep people afloat during the pandemic shutdowns. Eric Morath, labor, economics, and policy reporter at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Eric. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk about the jobless benefits that a lot of people are getting right now, this extra $600 a week. It's set to expire at the end of the month on July 31st. I've been seeing for administrative reasons, some states have said that the last payments will go out this weekend if the program is not extended. I know a lot of people really saw this as a lifeline when the pandemic caused a lot of states to shut down entire industries. And we're seeing that some 25 million Americans are set to lose this extra benefit. Eric, tell us anything you know about updates with this. Uh, How is Congress moving along with the plan to either extend this or just let it expire?
3: So Congress is trying to hash out what appears to be some sort of compromise. The administration has signaled support for some type of extension, perhaps at a lower level, perhaps it phases out, which suggests they're might be some ground to compromise, but the Democrats have already said they'd like the full $600 to be extended into the next year. And other Republicans have called for it to be ended completely. So it kind of remains to be seen if there'll be a middle ground. You're exactly right that given how these payments are made on a weekly basis, there's concern in a number of states that effectively this money ends within a few days rather than a little bit more than a week from now. So there's some urgency for Congress to maybe act even sooner than the deadline, but uh, I've been covering things in Washington long enough. Usually we have to wait to exactly the deadline before we uh, get a compromise.
0: Right, exactly. I've been seeing from some Republicans that they possibly would be open to extending it if it was set at a lower amount, between $200 and $400. And one of the things Their reasoning for that is that a lot of people are actually making more money with this added unemployment benefit than they would through their normal jobs. And one of the lines of thinking is that people don't want to come back to work because they're making more money on unemployment.
3: Yeah, that's correct. The University of Chicago did a study and they found a little more than two-thirds of those receiving unemployment benefits are receiving more income now than they did at their previous jobs. And how we got to that point is the $600 was intended to boost the average unemployment payment to the median wage for a full-time worker in the U.S but what we've learned since is that the person laid off wasn't the median wage earner much more likely to be a lower wage worker someone that maybe works at a restaurant a hotel somewhere in the tourism industry and those folks often you know make less than the 23 or 24 dollars an hour that the unemployment benefits pay so even lowering it to 3 or 400 there'll be some workers that will still be paid more. I mean, certainly if you're making the minimum wage, which still in many states is seven twenty-five dollars an hour, even $200 on top of unemployment benefits could mean that you're making more money than you did before. But uh, certainly a smaller share of workers would.
0: There's a lot of stuff on the table, obviously. What are we hearing about another round of stimulus checks? The last time it was $1,200 individual payments to people. Are we hearing any movement on that front?
3: Yeah. Uh, again, the administration has signaled support for that. And That kind of brings up this debate around, you know, should these payments be targeted? One way to target them is to people who lost their jobs. Another way to target them is to businesses that say they need loans or grants to continue to employ people, or you don't target and you say, you know, anyone that makes below a certain income level gets another $1,200 check. Now that puts a lot of stimulus into the economy. So that would probably help support the economic growth. It's kind of found money. but at the same time, you know, it's not necessarily directly helping those that you know, lost their jobs or their businesses have suffered due to the pandemic.
0: There was a couple of interesting things I saw in one of your latest articles talking about all of this. On the employer side, you know, some businesses might need to raise wages to attract workers to either get them out of the, you know, want to get out of unemployment or just even feel like it's worth their safety, you know, if they're scared about getting sick. But that's a difficult thing to do, especially right now with how slow things are going.
3: So, you know, we talked to, for that article, someone who operates a call center in Kentucky, and he said, you know, he's offering... $15 an hour for those jobs, just kind of uh, actually a little above the industry standard. And he says, you know, he can't get workers because many of the people that he would hire for this job are making something more than $20 an hour on unemployment benefits. So you can understand how that would be difficult for them. You know, some economists, though, have said, you know, maybe that means you need to raise your wages because it's a different ballgame now. People may not want to report to an office, people may not be able to because they have childcare issues or they or someone they know is sick. The challenge is, and this is what the business owner told me is like, yeah, if I rose raised everyone's wages, I wouldn't win any contract. So that's kind of the argument that you can't operate your business profitably if you uh, greatly increased wages. But, you know, I do think there's probably some middle ground, a lot of discussion among academia at least is that people who are considered essential workers, the idea that essential worker also is the lowest paid and therefore, inherently in economic terms, the least valued worker doesn't really make sense to a lot of economists. So that's something I think that businesses will have to re-examine.
0: The last thing I wanted to ask was, because uh, there's just some interesting uh, notes in it about which states would be the most affected by these extra benefits expiring. Nevada would be the worst state affected. They have the highest share of workers who are getting these enhanced benefits.
3: Nevada's economy has really been decimated by a coronavirus because so So much of it is tied to Las Vegas tourism. The vast majority of people that live in Nevada live in the Las Vegas area, and most are within one or two degrees to the casino and entertainment industry. So, you know, even people like uh, doctors and accountants, you know, they are getting their business by helping people who work at these hotels and, and casinos. So that area has been really hard hit, and, you know, some of them have been allowed to reopen, but... Destinations. that Hawaii is another place, they're really seeing their economy hit. Whereas some places like the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, now they're doing a little bit better because they're getting people who don't want to fly to Hawaii. Maybe they're willing to drive from New York to Tennessee, for example.
0: The conversation continues to see what's going to happen with these extra benefits. I can't imagine Congress not doing something, but what form it will take is going to be the big question. Eric Murath, labor economics and policy reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us.
3: Sure. Happy to join you as always.
0: I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow
4: us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.